In the lee of a picturesque ridge lies a small, unpretentious podcast, one that pampers its own drag queens like its own babies. Hi! I'm James O'Hagan. Oh, I thought we were getting more. I thought we were getting the whole thing. A tiny bit. No. <laughs> we were going to. Oh, I haven't introduced myself. My name is Keen, and I'm here to get stuff off my chesticles. <laughs> we have the wonderful Queen, Irish Queen of Love Island. No, not Maura Higgins, Orla Condon on Ooh. the show. She, you may know her from My Pot on Paper, from her TV uh, weekly podcast, The Weekly mm-hmm. Watch as well. She's also a journalist for Extra.E. We chatted about the reunion and not a lot really in the show but we got we got a good bit of mileage out of it still so wouldn't you like us to to run run short of things to say (laughs) yeah so very exciting we are going to be doing our live meet the queen special for all stars five uh through the gcn in and out festival gcn gay community news who are running a nightly um event queer event uh throughout the months of lockdown it's going to be thursday 28th may at 7 p.m through the gcn facebook page the event will be up we'll be sharing it through our socials but come along and actually get to have a look into the whites of our eyes as we read these queens down boots the house etc that's the 28th of may it kind of just sounded a bit like 20th there so just to clarify 28th, if, if yes. you heard 20th and you're like sorry that's already had done been passed <laughs> enough of that let's get into the episode orla Orla, thank you for joining us. You are a journalist with Extra.ie. You host, hosted my pod on paper. I'll get into that in a second. You also host Weekly Watch, which is a podcast about TV shows, which you've spoke about Drag Race on it before. Uh, Back to my pod on paper, though. Last time we spoke, we were on your show talking about Love Island, which seems like 2018. Yeah, it's like the 1970s sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) If coronavirus hadn't happened, would we have had a summer season this year, do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I know, yeah, we, we the last time we spoke, there was kind of a lot of questions about the show and like what would happen um, for the summer series. Obviously, the winter series wasn't as great as the summer series had been in seasons past. Mm. Um, but I think then obviously the death of Caroline Flack and all that stuff kind of all got mushed in together into this one thing of like, is Love Island done now like can we do it again and I think ITV then kind of made it quite clear that no no these are separate things we're absolutely going ahead with this you know Caroline loved the show people love the show da 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 so definitely we would have seen we would have seen Love Island in kind of you know June July August um, if it hadn't been for that dang virus um, but yeah it's it's mad because I, I want it more than ever at the minute like I would love to give all of my time to Love Island right now <laughs> I know, absolutely. There are so many hours in the day that are just begging to be filled by vapid, attractive people in swimming suits. 24 hours CCTV footage. I would connect in the morning and until I go to bed. I would love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. I think the news about Sherry Pie came out two weeks after the death of Caroline Flack, I think. And I think seeing those two side by side, I was like, oh my God, imagine, because people were talking about Love Island being cancelled. I was like, imagine something like this, cancel Drag Race. Like, what would I do? Yeah, I know. I know. Because I think as well, our awareness of, of kind of the, obviously the thing with Cherry Pie as well was so separate to Drag Race, but you kind of have to link them as well in a way that like, you know, what is the conversation that we're having? How do we deal with that conversation? We now have a responsibility to handle that topic kind of respectfully. Um, So yeah. I think it's hard to kind of separate them totally now. And I think Drag Race as opposed to Love Island, I think just while they have that little thing at the start, you know, after the events of Sherry Pie and after she made that statement or whatever, they've really just kind of 
avoided the subject totally like you know they've cut her out of everything yeah. where you know unless it's totally necessary to include her and I just feel like they've kind of balked it a little bit I feel like they should have targeted it a bit more head on I agree I actually think that there was an opportunity in the reunion to like for them to say something quite meaningful about it uh, first of all I think you know from the point of view what actually happened and the subject matter for them to come out and take a stance and, and sort of for the victims of that kind of abuse for them to have a show like that to come out in sort of with some kind of a supportive statement or in some kind of a really real way and just also like in a slightly more superficial thing for the queens who took part in it whose experience of drag race who were such a strong cast their experience has been so like sort of tarnished by it and then also they've had the the coronavirus happen outside of it sort of it felt like it would have been a good a, a good place for them to be able to really address it for both of those reasons and mm. they didn't really get into us. RuPaul and Michelle like will often get on their pedestal about how the show is so great for kind of discussing real issues within the queer community and how it's just opened doors and it's like and it absolutely has and it has done a lot for the queer community around the world but I just think when it really mattered with a subject that is really important they just kind of said oh don't know how we can deal with this in the usual a light-hearted way so let's just avoid it and I just think it mm. felt it, for me it just felt like you had a responsibility to discuss this in some way and you never did you want to hear it from RuPaul's mouth like obviously RuPaul has his own misgivings and he you know it, it was good of him to be like you know for the first time in drag race history safe is a good thing which is kind of like a joke and he's talking about coronavirus and staying inside and that's important but you also want to hear him acknowledge look this season wasn't without its its dark moments like even if that was it like you just wanted some acknowledgement for the elephant in the room mm-hmm. yeah. do you think that was the do you think that was vh1's decision like do you think it was their choice to be like we just don't want to touch it but they did touch it because they had it in the shady bunch they made a point of being like a series of 13 queens but there's only 12 of us but they didn't actually explicitly mention Sherry at any point. And I wonder if it's that they didn't want to say anything that could potentially then land them in like legal trouble if she was to turn around and sort of either say that there was like libel or there was or, or somehow that like the show had like targeted her and victimized her and made her the victim of like online hate or something. So there are I, I can understand the reasons why they wouldn't have wanted to address it. But I do think you're right. Like the, the show is great at championing the importance of L, like the straight community becoming allies and kind of like how important it is to overcome our homophobia. But when it comes to issues within the community, it's not so good. If you look at its history with trans contestants and now sort of this side of things, it, it sort of, it, it doesn't do a, an amazing job. Even I suppose if you look at the pit crew, like when, when are we going to get a fuller figured pit crew member, you know? <laughs> when like body shaming being such a massive part of the gay male community. Well, I think as well, like what do we need? Season 12 now. So like, like season one, two, three, it was so forward thinking. It was pushing the boat out. It was a first, the first show of its kind on telly where we were seeing drag queens and discussions about the gay community and all the stuff that you just said. I feel like 12 seasons on, you still need to be ahead of the conversation. And I feel like here they haven't been. And like you said, I know what you're saying there about, oh, you know, they're worried about being liable and stuff. <laughs> I I would agree with that if it was a live show, but this wasn't a live show. So I feel like, you know, they have plenty of space to kind of edit out yeah. things that they're like, you know what, maybe let's edit out that part because the wording isn't great. Or, you know, I just think when, when you have post-production and you have editing available to you, you have the freedom to discuss something and then take out parts that you're like, you know what, we slipped up there. That wasn't the right terminology. That wasn't respectful. I just feel like there kind of wasn't an excuse to not talk about it. And then, I don't know. I just feel disappointed that they've just kind of glazed over it the whole season. 
but yet it's been the one thing that everyone wants to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and there isn't a hell of a lot of other stuff there is to talk about, as we find out in this episode. Like, there isn't that, that much drama, really, from the series. But before we get into that, the other elephant in the room for me was, why was RuPaul wearing a mask? <laughs> and, a Nacho Libre mask with a purple hoodie. Like... Come on, at least try. All I could think of as well was, do you know uh, that episode of The Office where Dwight Schrute sticks the like plastic face yeah. over his like, <laughs> like serial killer? It was, yeah, it was it was not a look. Well, well I I thought it was it seemed to like obstruct his his like speech as well because the whole thing he was sort of like um I'm uh, uh, like it was just to like, get this weird quality to his voice during the whole thing. I thought it was a very strange decision. It sort of reminded me of the gimp mask from American Horror Story. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and was that Rue's house, do we think, or was that a hotel? Because the furniture looked real, like, opulent but uncomfortable. I mean, I think that's the best description of RuPaul. Opulent but <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I feel like, I said this to you guys just before we started recording, I feel like RuPaul, like, like just doesn't care about the show anymore like I feel like he's not fully there anymore like earlier seasons you see him and he's so invested in the crack and the jokes and he really wants to get the most out of the conversation like that reunion was just ticking a box like you know they addressed some of the drama but then it was all kind of glazed over and then this kind of scripted bickering at the end it was just like right but like what have I spent the last hour watching do you know what I mean (laughs) Yeah, I think the the main thing I was looking forward to was kind of Britta and Aiden. I mean, like, that was kind of the, the most drama we saw all season consistently. Uh, and even that was really amicable in the end. Sorry, as much as Aiden was a head wreck, Britta, like, uh, she, I, she grinds my gears so much. Like, this, like, I'm, you know, the best queen in New York. Like, I need to represent for New York. Like... Bitch, like, you're not performing. So, like, please stop hailing yourself as, like, one of the best drag queens in America when you're not delivering at all, except for, in fairness, serious shape. Like, she does, she does carve out those, like, curves really, really well. Oh, yeah. Her reads, I mean, we'll talk to them when we get to the little reading challenge bit. Her reads were the funniest thing, I think probably in the entire show. Like, they were two of the best reads of all time, I think, delivered by a queen in the reading challenge. Uh, it, it, it brought me back, because I, I was listening back to our Meet the Queens that we did um, for season 12, just to remind myself what my opinion had been, and I absolutely wetted myself for her. I was just completely in love with Britta. I was like, she is going to be the... She, I, I described her as Bianca Del Rioing the season. That's how I saw wow. her. Wow. Obviously didn't go that well. Big claims. And, <laughs> I know. And then I was watching this like today. I mean, like, you could tell how much she's been affected by the way she's come off with the, uh, she, she came off with the whole Aiden Zane thing. But she, I think she brought it back a bit in, in the reading challenge. I was like, oh, actually I do see, now there is someone I'd go and see a show of probably there. Well, I was just thinking of in that episode, I was like, James, I really think you're going to enjoy Sherry Pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't age I called it. <laughs> I, I, I called it. I hated Sherry Pie so much. I was like listening back and there's a full like five minute rant where I'm like, she is the worst queen they've ever had in the show. She is awful. She is terrible. She is the worst. And then I'm like, yeah, well, some of us can see through the lies. <laughs> Look, one out of two ain't bad, James, I guess. That's it, yeah. 50-50 track record. <laughs> and Widow was another person like that. That I mean, I was thinking back, I did your guys' um, awards, like, just now, because I, I, I did it again to, like, refresh my memory. And uh, the lip sync at the beginning, the Starships, 
lip sync between Widow and who was that between Gigi? Yeah. Widow was insane the first few episodes. I was like, this bitch is brilliant. She's going to be one of the best contestants this season. And then it just felt like, it was like this ego thing of like, oh, I'm so good, giving it all lip in the diary room and then like not delivering when it came to challenges. Whereas you had other queens like Crystal Method, who I adore, who was just really delighted to be there and willing to put in the work. And yeah, a bit weird at the beginning, didn't really understand what her thing was. And then you're kind of like, actually, she doesn't have a thing. She just does whatever the fuck she wants. And it's amazing. And I just think these classic drag queens who come in all mouth and, you know, I'm the one to beat. This season really just didn't pan out as well as they thought they would. So are you hashtag Team Crystal? Okay, so I think this is like a top three that I'm happy to see any of them win. Like I really am. Like I loved Gigi for the first half of the series. I thought like stunning. Her looks were insane. She was also really funny. She did really well in a lot of like diverse challenges. And I just feel like in the last few weeks she's gotten a bit big for her boots a little bit. And she hasn't like kind of been as carefree in challenges as she was at the beginning. Jada is like one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. Like if I can ever look 50% as gorgeous as she does, I'm doing well. And she's also a gas bitch and really salty, which I love. And then Crystal is just one of those people who's grown so much and she's so unique. So I actually would be happy with any of them winning, which is such a cop out answer, I know. I'm I, I I'm kind of the same, and you know this is going to this is going to floor Keen, who's have to put up with me like being full on like Crystal is the best drag queen ever to be in the competition. When I've changed my mind now, I actually am fully on Team Jada. I think oh. Jada Jada Welcome needs along. to. <laughs> Jada has to win. I, I think that Crystal is brilliant, but watching the watching the reunion tonight, I think that she she lacked a little bit of personality compared to Jada, and I think Jada came off like the best out of the three winners on this episode. Crystal annoyed me with her sort of Dumbledore look with the candle. I just that was Scrooge. Okay, I didn't get that. <laughs> Obviously, I <laughs> but still, I just was kind. I don't know. I just something about it annoyed me. I just love that she doesn't care about like the structures that are normally in place for different challenges. And I think she's been one of the most creative drag queens when it comes to the categories on the Mm -hmm. runway. Like she's really like when you think, you know, like the color purple was that last week or before. And she came out in that like velour blue thing. Like she's just really creative with the category and she doesn't it's like I think of it like when you were in school and you used to do those mind maps and you do the little shoots out and your teachers would always say you know don't pick the first five like oh the best ideas are near the end like Crystal (laughs) Method gets to like idea 440 and she's like that's the one that's what I'm gonna do like and I just love her for it I love her for it are you saying mind maps are the drag of revision I mean yeah (laughs) yeah Let's get that on a primary school curriculum <laughs> I like it as one of those fake quotes that people a- allocate to like uh, Abraham Lincoln. Do you know what you have the Abraham Lincoln head and head the quote bubble? Mind maps are the drag of revision. <laughs> <laughs> He'd like that to be his legacy, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> so I so let me just run through some of the topics they discussed. We can then delve into the ones that there's any sort of meat left on the bones. So they discussed Heidi and, and Gigi and when Gigi gave out about Heidi's makeup, Nikki's elimination and the whole conversation about who should go home. 
that Jackie is bossy and she got a message from Lisa Rinna. The Aiden versus Britta drama, the fact that Dali and Rock had dramatic exits, widows, walls in the competition, Jan crying when Britta left. And that was pretty much it. So anything there you want to delve into? Um, I think you forgot the most significant one there, which was that RuPaul and Heidi had a little like head to head about the name. And Heidi stood up for herself and said, no, Heidi stays in closet. It, it, it was, I thought that was brilliant. You could tell how nervous she was. I love her. I just think, I know she wasn't, like, I agree with Gigi's, like, criticism that, like, her face was not the best. I do think she got way better over the season. I think a lot of her looks, she was kind of hit or miss every second week on the runway. Like, she'd have a stunning dress on, but then this kind of random wig with it. Or she just, it wasn't very cohesive, kind of, for most of the season. But, I mean, it would have been a lesser season if we didn't have her in the diary room kind of give having us like she just gave the crack she was just funny she was quick to call out bullshit she was quick in the dressing room like when they're all getting ready and stuff she'd be really quick to like read someone in there and i just think it's all it's easy for a lot of the queens to be on it when it's like on stage full week it's performance like heidi was funny all the time like in the moments that weren't funny she was funny so it was like she gave so much this season i think she really earned her place Oh, she's definitely going to be one of those Alyssa Edwards, Miss Vanjie yeah. stalwarts that will keep popping up in Drag Race lore. Yeah, I think so. Um, she'll she'll take over from she'll take over from Vanjie now, being the person who like like gets roped in for every single thing and like does the walk around and does all the questions. Vanjie must have some like Vanjie must have. I think Rue must have Vanjie like locked in his basement or something because the way he was able to like <laughs> whack him out for the Q and A today, and then like on celeb Drag Race, and then in a round for the Snatch Game. It's like. Where, where are you keeping Vanjie? <laughs> she was nearly as recurring as that bloody broccoli. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Vanjie, oh my God. Vanjie was on more episodes of this season than Rock'em Sakura. <laughs> I have to say, I think Rock came off really well in the episode. They kind of kept cutting back to her having these really sort of funny one-liners. I thought, mm. So I thought she's really done herself good. I'm disappointed Dahlia didn't get a, a whole segment on her broccoli, considering they pushed it so hard. Yeah. Why not address mm. it in the fucking reunion? <laughs> no, I, like, I could do without the broccoli now for like the rest of my life. Like, it was just the most tired joke. And it was like, it, was, yeah. it wasn't even like this thing of like, oh, when's she going to... I was just like, I know she's going to pop up at some point. It's going to be lurking somewhere in the corner. And it's meant to be this forced <laughs> gag. And I'm like, I just don't want to partake in this like organized fun remember those books we used to have as kids the panda books and you read the story and there was a small panda somewhere in the book that was yeah. like dahlia dahlia and the broccoli <laughs> i can't remember her looks i can't remember her entrance like i like and she was i remember i do remember when i saw her in the first episode being like she's gorgeous and like she's really cool and quirky and this kind of edgy queen like street style now all I think of her as is the broccoli, which I'm sure is not the legacy that she wanted to have. No, no. no. The other thing I remember from her is the opening line of her bit of the You Don't Know Me line when she's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fierce Brock ally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they proceeded to tell all these lies. And she, I'm from the city of sin. No, you're not. I've won trophies. No, you've not. <laughs> um, I think the the winning backdrop, though, and James sent me a message, so I'm surprised he hasn't brought this up yet, was Aiden Zane and her wall oh. of wigs, of them all having the same wig on them. Yeah. Yes. 
I, I caught it. I loved it. I loved all those tiny pussycat wigs all lined up in a row. Perfect. Waiting for Aiden. Because if you get criticised online, the best thing to do is just lean into it, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it? He's <laughs> <laughs> just... I... I just, I don't know what it is. I just, his attitude just annoyed me. And like this thing of, and we've seen a lot of people like this over the seasons who've come in and like all the more traditional queens have been like, oh, this girl looks weird. She's, uh," and we've seen a lot of them win. I mean, people like Sharon Needles and people like that, that when they first come in, contestants are like, oh, what's this? Like, and Aiden Zane was that kind of plant. Like he was one of those characters on this show, like that was meant to be this thing of like, oh, we don't understand it at first, but then you understand the artistry or whatever he just constantly played into the victim thing and just couldn't get over the fact that he hadn't like paid his dues like some of the other ones had and i i don't know i just felt like his attitude was so bad the whole season i just didn't like it yeah i i think that they this is sort of one of those cop out answers that they say an awful lot of time about queens but i i actually do feel like aiden's aim was on the show maybe too early because i think i really really love the style and i think that at times like she was really funny. Like I, I actually thought that she was my favorite in terms of the the improv challenge, the um, the three girls with one brain. Her reactions in that were my favorite because her face was really funny and she, and it just I think if she was able to get out of her own head and stop, as you were saying, kind of being like, oh, I didn't pay my dues in the club circuit, so therefore I don't deserve to be here, and also kind of it, to to put a bit more effort in, like with that ref costume, kind of being like, oh, it's done, it's done, I'm gonna have a nap, the nap that was heard around the world. I, I, I think that it, like in a couple of seasons time, she could go in there and be a much stronger competitor. She was often paired with Britta, right? So obviously they were the kind of, you know, and I think pe- characters like Britta and Widow who went in with these big, you know, like I am the best drag queen, putting that up against someone like Aiden who was very much like, oh, just because I haven't done that doesn't mean I'm not the best. It was just like, unfortunate, I guess, that she was in a season that was so impressive. And like that, yeah, I think just too soon. I think even someone like Heidi, who was kind of, you know, a small town queen as well, you could see the gap between Heidi's skill level and Aiden Zane's skill level. And Heidi would have called herself a relatively kind of, you know, small time queen anyway. She would have referenced that herself. So I I just feel like she stood out so much more. And then... Her attitude about it, like she didn't embrace the fact that she was kind of less polished than the other queens. She almost felt like they were, I don't know, I just felt like she could have used that as her selling point and she didn't because she was so, I suppose, conscious of her own lack of, you know, training or whatever. If you compare Aiden to Jan, they're both quite young. They both kind of came up in this world where Drag Race kind of is the most dominant force in drag, even though there's lots of drag outside of Drag Race. And they've totally different approaches to it. Jan is like, I studied by the book of RuPaul, whereas Aiden is totally separate and has a totally way of thinking, kind of almost more like Crystal in a way. Yeah. So I think she was a good addition to the cast. She was definitely different. There was just more finesse needed, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Jan is another one as well. I remember when she came in the first week, I was like, oh my God, I love Jan. She's going to be my favorite. <laughs> and every week she just did something to make me dislike her more and more I just couldn't with her like it was just and then when it got to Britta's elimination and the tears and I was just like nah I'm out I'm cancelling this bitch like I can't deal with this anymore she just I don't know what it was again just like she was great and I felt like 
as opposed, I would have compared her to kind of Jackie Cox. You kind of lingered in that, you know, safe zone where she was kind of good though, like the top end of the safe scale. And you never heard Jackie really complain about it. I think she was more aware of the fact that, you know, she's in a good position, but she needs to really up it. Whereas Jan just felt like, like she felt real bitter about the fact that she hadn't, you know, won a week or she hadn't won these challenges where, you know, there should have been singing and performing, which she was the best at. Um, And I just, I don't know. I just think she was good and a really strong better. But when she got in her own way again, like Widow and and people like that, who when they realized they weren't living up to maybe what Mm -hmm. they thought they would, were kind of unable to deal with or find their way to a higher level. You know? So did it annoy you that Jan was wearing a dressing gown of her own face? I loved that. No, I, I would this. love my own merch. <laughs> you know, normally in that kind of midsection when you've got like kind of four or five queens that are, you know, they're they're definitely not going to make the final. They're not crap, but they're not going to make the final. I usually kind of drift out of the season there and then I kind of binge the, those episodes kind of near the end of the season. This was the one season that I was yeah. like, I'm watching every Saturday morning. Now, definitely being at home with nothing to do helped. But like, <laughs> I loved waking up on a Saturday being like, oh yes, drag race. Like, is it Britta's week to go home? Here's hoping. Like, I just loved it. Why did Jackie Cox buy Michelle Visage's dress from Towie? To give Heidi a present? I mean, maybe for the same reason that Rue went on to Cameo and bought a message from Lisa Rinna. <laughs> I wonder how much Lisa Rinna charges on Cameo. I would not imagine it's that much. $300? Yeah, I'd say a couple of hundy for sure. Yeah. And then extra so if you want Harry in it as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've got to make your money. <laughs> oh, get the coin. I'm totally sported. Lisa Rinna gave a message to Jackie via video, but poor Jackie's mum only got a note, like a, a flashcard <laughs> of a personally written Well, maybe note. if she'd been paid $300, she would have recorded the video as well. <laughs> okay, let's jump to the, the reading challenge. I actually thought this some of it was quite fun. They normally do this in, in the reunion to allow the queens who've been eliminated prior to the reading challenge to get a read-in. There was no reading challenge this season, so it was good to see. We were talking a bit about... Um, slander at the start i don't know how widow was allowed to say i bet r kelly wouldn't even piss on you sorry i i found that really uncomfortable i was like like this guy is roman free documentaries left right and center about what's gone on and she's i just couldn't i found that so uncomfortable um i found what i found quite uncomfortable was um widow stroking that bear throughout the entire um (laughs) entire episode Really sensually caressing us. <laughs> I, per- I felt personally victimised. Sorry, I, I also, I was kind of glad to see the back of Widow just because I could not handle her like orange highlight anymore. Like how no one picked up on it. Like she just had the most like bizarre colour under her eyes like it was just and I I was just so glad that that I didn't have to see her in the, the dressing room anymore. Like with the, I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. She looked great, but the bear was weird. (laughs) (laughs) And then Gigi and Crystal addressed the rumours that they are an item. I said last week on the show I thought that they were apparently they're not it's they've just been playing up to it but they didn't even address it they're like before I give you the answer Crystal what do you think and then they never answered it and then there was like there's some truth to the rumors there's some truth to rumors some facts some fiction it was like such a weird like means nothing 
I don't know. It was bizarre. I and then Gigi had this picture on her Instagram story either today or yesterday. It was like a prom, a drawing that someone had done of, of them at prom. And like Crystal Method was like holding her with his, his mullet. And she was like in the, the brace face um, rig out that she had last week. And I was like, stop poking this fire. Like, I really want you to be together. And she's just like, is it? Isn't it? I just didn't appreciate the like secrecy. I just want an honest answer here. <laughs> yeah, but we we think I I read some I mean pretty tabloidy head headlines about it, but I think it's just an act, and mm. Chris Lex already has a partner. Yeah, she lives with her boyfriend, so I think it is just. Oh yeah, that's that's fairly really solid evidence, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Did Britta read Aiden as well and say that she might have given her a rough time this season, but that was only to prepare for for what Pat Quinn was going to do on the on yeah, yeah the that was great. Nikki Dolls read, but she was like, oh, you see, if you had actually done this, then maybe people wouldn't have thought that this was actually really the case. <laughs> And then Rock was like, it's okay, use Google Translate, it was funny. A really good <laughs> interception from Rock, I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's a question. Because there was, it was quite an amicable series, probably more so because they were trying to make it more lighthearted to hide Sherry Pie. If this had been a live reunion, would it have been any better? Yeah. Yeah. I just think, like, you can't... And and I I always say it about Love Island as well when they do these weird like I know they don't do them anymore but those weird like Christmas reunions and stuff and what other show is it and and everyone says like they should do it like the Real Housewives where they bring them all out and everyone is there I just think there's an awkwardness that people feel when they're in the presence of someone else like Aiden and Britta definitely would have been more tense if they were sat across from each other talking you know what I mean like sat on like I could be a prick to you guys now and I can just close my computer and walk away and it won't be awkward <laughs> you know what I mean like we all have freedom here guys but like yeah. if we're sat in the same room there's a kind of a expectation of like I don't know I just feel like it would have definitely been more tense but do you think people could have been more dramatic then over zoom like you know the Dahlia got a bit heated that was the extent of it like Britta and Aiden could have kept going at each other like we could have had a iconic Raja O'Hara throwing the wig moments just like you know <laughs> over <laughs> over Zoom yeah I actually I do think that if it had been in person there there would have been there, there would have been more of a chance for tension to develop because, because I think as well when you're in someone's company and you're talking you're, you're interacting with their body language and everything so you're picking everything up whereas when you're removed like this you, you, I suppose you have more of a disconnect so you're less likely to get that worked up that's how I would have felt about it there was a weird introduction to it as well Rue kind of went through each of the queens and introduced them which he, wouldn't, he doesn't normally do with the reading he's like okay they're all here and like someone like Soju a first out won't get to say anything until 30 minutes into yeah. the episode yeah, I mean, that's true Everyone, there was a more even divide of time I suppose um and everyone got to say their hello, their awkward Zoom. Okay, right, roll call. Who's here? Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure, as we all know, interviewing people over Zoom during quarantine, the first question is always like, so how is quarantine <laughs> yeah. for you? And everyone's like, well, I'm not doing much. Well, it's mad. It's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> I mean, why they didn't end the episode with like that sort of awkward Zoom ending where you're, you're waiting on the host to end it and like people are like, everyone's kind of awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> I also think as well if they're in the room it kind of encourages 
like I, and you you probably know this from work and having zoom meetings and stuff like if there's two of your colleagues talking you're you're kind of waiting to interject where they, they're not talking so that they don't miss some of what you're saying i think when you're sat in a room there's much more of a chance for some of the other queens to be like oh hold on actually i have an opinion about that and i just think over zoom it slows the yeah. pace of that conversation so it like if i was sat there with kind of a yeah. small thing to say i'd probably say oh i'll leave it off because i'll never get it in and it'll just you know what I mean? It won't deliver across mm. the call. You know what I mean? I just think it would have encouraged yeah. more back and forth between a, a wider group rather than just Aiden versus Britta or whoever, you know? And whenever there was a sort of one-liner, whether from Rock or Nikki Dahl or somebody else, because the whoever edited had to actually put in the video and then the audio, you're kind of like, oh, well, they chose to put that in. And it just it kind of made the, the machine behind the whole thing more obvious. I yeah. Think. Mm-hmm. So then, I thought this was a bit of a cop-out. Rue asked, who do you all want to win? Let's start with Aiden Zane. And then they only went to three people. One who said Jada, one who said Gigi, one who said Crystal. I wanted to know who they all wanted to win. Like, that's that's always a tense part of the show. I reckon it was probably a good mix between Jada and Gigi and less of them said Crystal and they just didn't want to, like, have this kind of two-horse race thing develop. I don't know. Then Rue says that the final is going to have five lip-sync songs. How do you think that's going to work? I, I'm very apprehensive about this final anyway. I just think it's not gonna, like, like everything in quarantine, it's just not the same. And I don't know how I feel about it. And I just feel like for the, one of the best casts we've ever had in the show, three finalists that, like I said, I'm happy to see any of them win. I'm really annoyed that I'm not going to see them really get a good final, like a good fucking blast at it. That it's going to be just random from their sitting rooms. Like, I'm just... It's just fallen short for me. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? I, I completely agree. Um, I was chatting to a friend earlier on about how I would happily watch an All-Stars season 12 edition. Just bring back everyone bar the winner and Dahlia and just have that be an All-Stars <laughs> cast. And Sherry. <laughs> well, and Sherry, obviously, yeah. <laughs> I feel that that's going to be a narrative in All-Stars to come. Like the same way with All-Stars 1. Everyone who's on that was like, well, you know, All-Stars 1 didn't count. A lot of people on All-Stars would be like, well, I was on season 12. We didn't really get a proper launch pad for the series because of what was going on in the world. So mm-hmm. I, I expect we will hear that quite a bit. Like I presumed it was going to be like series 8. There'll be a chat. There will be a a lip sync and then there'll be a winner. Um, So I don't know where the extra two songs will be if they all lip sync once. I don't know. I don't, and I just, I feel like because, I don't know, I just feel like there's going to, you're going to, I've read a few articles about it being like, oh, they're really going to push the boundaries of how we use kind of video conferencing. I was just like, really? Like, I don't know, guys. Like, I don't know if this is the place I want to see video conferencing being pushed. Like... <laughs> Like like the reunion, you can you can kind of see the cogs of the machine a lot more than you could if it was like a live show or you know I just I just feel like it's gonna be very mm. pre record. I don't I I just think it's gonna feel even more pre recorded than the finales mm. usually do. I just I don't know if it's gonna have that kind of nail biting feeling when you don't have like a big stage and a big audience and stuff. It's just like. I mean, it's essentially going to be this, like us right now. And us <laughs> the three of us lip syncing to Rhythm of the Night. It'll be. <laughs> yeah, when's the Drag Race podcast challenge? That's what I <laughs> The finale I've kind of found a bit flat anyway. Unfortunately, Sasha Valora ruined it for everybody because she was just so good in the first one. They've never managed to reach those heights mm-hmm. again. Um, obviously the Asia O'Hara Butterfly Gate was iconic for the wrong reasons <laughs> so I'm I'm 
open to a new format. Do I think it's going to be as good? No, but I'm interested to see where they go mm. with it. And it is kind you, of the reality you're, of You're interested to see moment, exactly so. where the boundaries of video conferencing go. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I know it's going to be interesting. I'm not going to say I'm not saying it's going to be great. I'm just <laughs> curious, I suppose. <laughs> That's like one of those polite insults, isn't it? Do you like what I'm wearing? Eh, it's interesting. <laughs> interesting color, yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> so I suppose if you're happy to see anybody win, who do you actually think will win? I think it's going to be Crystal or Jada. I just think Gigi is. I don't know. I just think Gigi is someone we've seen win before like although she's great and Mm -hmm. she like her standard of like dressmaking and all that is like above and beyond a lot of the contestants we've seen I just think Gigi and Crystal are so different and I think that cliche thing it it could be anyone's and it'll really come down to the finale but I think it will I just think Crystal has had such an arc on the show and she's so likeable I just really love her and I want to be her friend and like have a zoom call with her and see how she's doing like I just think she's fab and I think Jada is just stunningly gorgeous and really entertaining and again quite different to people we've seen before I, I'm really copping out. I actually don't know who's going to take it. I think it could be Jada, but I don't know. Did you think it was weird Crystal trying to pimp out her brother on the dating apps? Yeah. <laughs> I think Crystal felt a bit weird in all of her talking head bits. Mm. I did like how she clearly has no idea how apps work. So she's like, swipe right or vote yes, yes. or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I just think as well, it's like such an Irish thing. Do you know, like if any of your friends are like, oh, your brother or your sister is good looking, you're like, oh, like, no, it's so Irish to be just repulsed by the idea of your siblings having relationships. It's just no, not a conversation I want to be involved in. And who would you have down for Miss Congeniality? Heidi then, surely. Yeah, I yeah, think it will be Heidi. Yeah. She was such an asset to the season. Like, I just love her. I also think it could be Jackie, right? So obviously Heidi, if we if you compare to season 11, Heidi is the Vanjie, but is Jackie the political, comforting, verbose Nina West? Is she comforting? I don't know. I don't believe she is. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think there's people on the show that give these kind of like emotional arcs too. And I think Jackie, we, we got a whole load of like family drama and history there. And like, I'm just not I like like on the days of the X Factor when they had these emotional tales not there for the emotional tales here for the drag here for the costuming here for the reads like all that stuff I just didn't need to know so much about her dynamic with her mother and father I just was like no yeah I really felt she she broke it down so that she could spill a tiny bit each episode which is clever but I think she did it too much yeah no I have to say I always on the X Factor in those shows whenever they'd wheel out a nan I would just be like no put that nan away we do not need it the only nan I'm interested in is the one I'm dipping in my curry sauce I am not (laughs) up for this but I'm always just like I always just feel like it's, it's kind of like it's emotional manipulation it's like no let me judge if this person is good at what we want them to be good at not whether I feel sorry enough for them to want them to win um, I just think if you're forcing those stories out of some contestants, you can't then gloss over the Sherry Pie stuff as well. Like, if you want to have these, like, you know, oh, we have all had our troubles and blah, blah, blah. Like, you can't ignore one that you've brought to the table. Just, like, I just think it was a weird... I just never like it when they do that on RuPaul's Drag Race. It just takes me out of the crack. And I'm like, why am I here listening to, like, how tough your upbringing was? Like, I'm sorry, I really am, but I'm I'm not here for this of a Saturday morning. 
Also, did anyone else find Rue's joke about the mullet uh, just uncomfortable? Like, it was like, oh, Crystal, I've been inspired to have a mullet like you. Can you see? Go, can't you tell? And it's like, oh, it's not on my head. And they are all, all the queens you know, are like, ah, ha, 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 This, Rue, this answers can't. a question. Maybe you can't call out the perverted actions of one person while you've got someone else. <laughs> 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 I also just think it's like it's like when you play um like never have I ever or whatever and, it, and there's someone who's just really not able to make innuendos and that's like yeah. something dating yeah. you're like no Karen that's not what we're doing like it just wasn't funny like <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's pretty much everything in this episode. Orla, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, where can people... If, if, if even just to break up quarantine a little bit. <laughs> exactly. It was lovely. Uh, where can people find you? What are you chatting about TV-wise soon? Uh, you can usually find me on my pot and paper. So hopefully whatever happens with Love Island, we'll be back um, on the Weekly Watch, which is, like you said, a TV review podcast. We're doing a lot of normal people content at the minute. And we're going to be talking about the Michael Jordan documentary series on Netflix in the upcoming episode and then you can find me at Orla Condon on Instagram Twitter only fans um, like all over the internet <laughs> one episode to go until we have a championne mm-hmm they are just zooming through these episodes. I wish we need we need one of those soundboards where I can just have some like canned laughter. Do you, do you have like a soundtrack of canned laughter in your own head? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, and and a man who walks behind me playing the trombone. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Um, there'll be another champion though next week as the Serena Chatter champion will be announced. Yeah, so it's on Monday. The final votes will be on Monday with our winner announced on Tuesday. Very close battle between Trixie Mattel and Alyssa Edwards during the week, which was back and forth. As you said, the Trixie Mattel fans sleep late because there was an overnight surge of support for her. Yes, there was. Katia is like, she has been cutting through that competition with a hot knife. It is going to be, uh, I, I think it's, I think she's pretty, she's pretty unstoppable. Someone who isn't technically a champion, but a champion of our hearts, Vinegar Strokes will be on the show on Wednesday. She talks all about what she's doing in lockdown. She's been running a kind of a, a cooking show, which is really funny and entertaining and doing a lot of few little different bits and pieces online uh, as well. And that kind of, you know, as a, as, a, as a queen who had a lot of potential and maybe didn't get to show it all on, a, on, on her platform, this is a good place to find out more about her. Okay, until then, make sure you follow us on Instagram at sissy.pod. If you follow the link in the bio, it will take you to the Sissy Awards. James and I have chosen a few categories you heard Orla talk about them there that is your best judge best lip sync song plenty of things up there go in there have a vote decide who your favourite is we'll be announcing the winners in next week's show until then bye This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.